0: This presentation has been previously broadcast. The issues that matter most, right here. The Drew Mariani Show.
1: On Relevant Radio.
2: Young people are the heart of the March for Life. And it's your generation that is making America the pro-family, pro-life nation. The Drew Mariani Show. On Relevant Radio.
3: You can't forget that voice, right? The former president, President Donald Trump, arguably one of the most pro-life presidents we've had, you know, in, in in a decade or in a century, I should say. I mean, he's done more to well since Roe v. Wade. That's a better way of putting it, right? He has done so much to advance the the cause of life. And if you missed his um, you know proclamation on the sanctity of life, go back and check it out. It's really such a dichotomy. I, I, from what the current administration is, is um, well, currently championing and moving forward, and it'll give you a lot of hope, uh, especially for times like this. You know, the March for Life uh, didn't take place, you know, this year. Unfortunately, it, it did happen virtually. There were some marches for life that took place around the country over the last week and well, really week or two, uh, but they stand in strong contrast, don't they? They stand a strong contrast to the stand that the Biden administration took this week to start the country back down the road of funding abortions overseas. They overturned the Mexico City policy. They want to, as you heard earlier in my broadcast, they want to codify. They want to, they want to put into law Roe v. Wade. They know, here's the thing, they know that Roe v. Wade is bad law. They know the current composition of the Supreme Court, if a case reaches them, could signal the, the death. It could be the... Uh, could be that stake in the heart of uh, of Roe v Wade so what do they want to do let's let's be preemptive let's do an end about let's codify it you heard at the beginning of the broadcast I shared with you a, a little bit of good news right Poland uh, such a beautiful country I had one of the best experiences of my travels in that country to to it's an anointed country. We've got great saints that have come from it, right? You had Maximilian Colby and St. Saint, uh, Saint, Saint Faustina, John Paul II, amongst others. I can give you a litany of them. And more than anything, that's where God gave us this beautiful devotion of divine mercy. Poland has now outlawed abortions for women whose children are diagnosed with having some sort of fetal deformity, some sort of fetal anomaly. And this is one of the main reasons that women get abortions here in the U.S., And it's terrifying. You know, you get diagnosed and you're going to have a special need child. Already, if it's unexpected, some parents might think, I can't handle it. I can't do that, right? There's no way. And there are even medical uh, professionals who will encourage, suggest, you know, that that the mother go ahead and terminate the child, the the family terminate the, the, the child. So whenever there's a diagnosis of what's called a fetal anomaly incompatible with life, almost every time. The immediate reaction is for the doctor to offer abortion. Yeah, Cindy Morales, who's going to be joining me in a moment, um, she's got a wonderful organization she's behind. It's called Shout My Story. I, I want you to hear a video. This is part of some audio from this video that they produced when they talked to parents uh, who refused to abort their children when they were met with this same challenge. Listen. Do you understand that 90 plus percent of OBGYNs terminate sick children?
0: So where do you draw the line there?
4: My name is Rosa Alejandro and I felt pressured to abort my child. My
5: name is Renee Redmond and I was
0: pressured to abort my child.
5: I was told that my daughter was incompatible with life.
0: I was told my child was incompatible with life. I know more. I can play God. I can decide. You know, the quality of life is not worth it here. And these patients hang on doctors' every word.
4: I was shocked. My, my fifth child and I had never been encouraged to abort. Uh, but with disability, we were.
6: I remember the doctor coming in, encouraged us at that point, since the baby wasn't going to live, to have an abortion.
4: She just continued to go down this path of negativity. She told me the things he can't do. That's what he said, it would ruin our marriage, it was gonna ruin our four other children, it was gonna ruin our finances. And he said she'd be, she was incompatible with life, though she was living in my womb at the time and fatal fetal anomaly and now faith is ten and a half not fetal and obviously not fatal so my message to doctors is just tell the other side of the story
7: our marriage hasn't suffered our marriage is stronger she knows us and she loves us
4: faith when she wakes up she usually starts the day either talking or singing i think if mothers were told how wonderful their lives will be and how much their children will love them I think that they would make a different decision. What if I would have aborted him when that doctor wanted me to? When the doctor kept pressuring me to? Jason is here with a purpose. Maybe it's to bring more love to the world. Alice deserves a life just like any other child. He's a person. He has a source of security number. You know? I mean, he's a living, breathing person. He's a blessing. He's a gift. He is my greatest joy. Every child
8: deserves a chance to live.
4: Every child deserves a chance to live. I believe every child has a right to life. The most important thing in life is love.
3: It's so well done. It's so true. Oh my gosh, I love that one woman who says, maybe, this maybe, this child was created to bring a little bit more love into the world. It's, 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 it touches me. It's true, it really is. You know, it's it's tragic where we are right now. It really is. You know, you know, we we, we you know, a lot of these parents who have these really tr- drastic diagnoses like anencephaly or trisomy 18, you know, gosh, they they're really pushed to, to abort their child. But did you know that two thirds, two thirds of pregnancies of unborn babies with Down syndrome, they end in abortion in this country. Two-thirds of Down syndrome children end up dead in this country because doctors and medical staff tell the parents, ah, they're just going to make life way too hard for you. There are some countries that have almost eradicated it in their nation because those children never come to term. Now, I often think about God's mercy, but I, I'm not a fool either. I recognize God is also a God of justice. And this type of obstinance calls down the justice of God. It does. Thank God for people like Cindy Morales and those in the front line working to uphold the dignity of life. Thank God for the Catholic Church. Thank God for those who are on the right side of the aisle when it comes to life in this, you know, in this nation and really in the world. You know, tonight a friend of mine, uh, John Morales, one of my colleagues here at Relevant Radio, he produced a documentary several years ago called Forty. It's going to run. This evening on EWTN, a great documentary on, on life. Cindy, will probably bring you up to speed on it. But uh, Cindy right now has dedicated her life to being the director of an organization called Pro-Life Champions. And it was founded by by John. And he uh, anchors right now our Spanish afternoon drive. So he and I are on at the same time uh, in two different languages. And I got a lot of respect for him and for the work that Cindy have done. But they just completed a short documentary. It's called Shout My Story Special Reports incompatible with life and it's about parents who bucked that pressure and who said no and has said yes to life okay he said yes to life it's inspiring it's something you're definitely going to want to see we just linked over to it on our twitter too so you can find it at drew mariani show at drew mariani show please follow us there follow me at drew mariani as well cindy it's good to have you with me today congratulations on a phenomenal job and a great ministry Thank you so
1: much for having me on. And thanks for mentioning John, because he did want to say Buenos Aires to everybody on the English <laughs> side as he is doing his show from 2 to 5 downstairs in our basement in his studio. Um, he's working from home, as you know, because of COVID. But uh, he loves the English side. He loves it when he gets to come on and do something on the English side. And he loves being back on the air. So, and I'm glad you mentioned that he founded Pro-Life Champions in 2011 to make the 40 film, which a lot of your audience probably already knows. You can also see 40 on our YouTube channel. If you just type in the 40 film-abortion, it'll come up, and it's in chapters as well as the whole movie. And we just made our um, incompatible with Life public. The link that I gave you on the, in the email um, was private. It was just for our friends and supporters, but we put it up today on our Shout My Story okay. YouTube channel. Um, so anyone can see it now, and I hope you do. Um, so thanks thanks for plugging John there
3: for a second <laughs> no and thanks for your work let's talk about this this program because I mean those testimonies are powerful uh, give us some perspective I mean how common is this? there are a lot of people this they understand abortion in cases of rape incest life of the child things like that life of the mother etc um, abortion is very common but in cases like this where in, in, in your package here I remember hearing one of the parents they already had children right and and Oh, the, yeah. they're all, pregnant and now the doctors are saying you don't want this one and i'm thinking what i mean that that may be a surprise to a lot of people it's not just a crisis pregnancy it's a complicated pregnancy like this so how common is it and and and, and give me some perspective on on you know how often oh. this happens and how parents respond
1: well in terms of how many abortions are committed 70 percent of all abortions are are done on women who are faced with a crisis pregnancy and the main reason they get an abortion is because they feel a lack of emotional or financial support from their partner. And so they are like I it's ironic that it's called choice because honestly these women feel like they don't have a choice. They need an abortion. They need an abortion because they don't have any support. So 70% of all abortions could be ended if their partner started supporting them financially and emotionally. Okay. But these are a different kind of abortion and this is smaller like of the overall total. Um, this is a smaller percentage because, because you know, most pregnancies are healthy. About, I think, 10% of pregnancies run into some complications, and a mm-hmm. smaller number of that have what's called, you know, like a chromosomal or fetal abnormality. But it is unusual because these are wanted pregnancies, so that's different. And these, they're, you know, too along you know, thinking they're going to have a great, you know, baby, normal baby like their other babies, typical children as one of our is is the the nomenclature used, typical children. And then around the 20th week or so, they go for their ultrasound and they find that there's a problem. And the doctors recommend termination like uniformly. And that was a shock to me. Our very first Shout My Story um, was the story of Mary Grace, which is in this film. We we, um, redid it for the purposes of kind of like reshaping it for this particular topic. But I was very shocked to find out that doctors do this. And so I wanted to um, ex- kind of expose it. And also, this is part of our, large, our larger Shout My Story project, and the point of all of our videos is to give women encouragement and hope in the circumstances they find themselves in so they choose life. So we have, like, hashtag choose love, choose life as on, on our little wristbands that we give out because we want people to choose life. We want it to be a positive thing instead of negative. A negative, I had an abortion, you know. And now my life is, you know, has negative consequences. Let's flip it around. And, uh, hey, I was in that situation, but I chose life, and here's my story. So we want to give women, and we also want to get this to doctors because it's the doctors and genetic counselors who seem to have this very eugenics idea, like, oh, your child's not perfect. Let's right. get rid of that one. You know, try again. And you know, we uh, want to get that, it to them too.
3: That, that's so true. Yeah, you know, I, I could you know, trisomy 18 and some of these other diseases are, are really horrible. Uh, down syndrome though isn 't a condition that is incompatible with life you know and, and I know you dubbed the film incompatible with life. Why are so many doctors pressuring women into abortions for but for down syndrome they
1: don't yes and and they 're not told your child is incompatible with life, but they are told things like this is very hard you're going um you know if this is going to hurt your family, your other kids are going to be neglected you know it 's better to terminate here you know and, and they're offered termination it's you know Babies are viable now, but let me say it instantly. Viable used to just mean your pregnancy is continuing and you're going to have a baby, but they use the term differently now to mean that you're going to have a normal baby or a healthy baby or a typical baby. Um, children can be born now 21 to 22 weeks into the pregnancy and survive. It used to be 28 weeks, then it was 24 weeks, then it was 22 weeks. Now there are children being born. There's somebody on Facebook right now or Twitter. We're praying for some kid that was just born at 21 weeks to a 17-year-old child. I think Abby Johnson put that out. Um the baby was born at 21 weeks and the baby is thriving. Sadly the mother is having some huge complications so I don't know their names but your audience can certainly pray for them God knows who they are. Um, so so the you know num- about the time you find out your baby's um is sick or has a, a problem that baby could live outside the womb. Yet these doctors are recommending termination. One of the people in the film, their doctor recommended termination at 31 weeks because that's when they found out their child had a trisomy 18. We also go through, um, trisomy 18 is, like Bella Santorum, you know, Rick Santorum's daughter has trisomy 18. I think she just turned 11. And one of the people in our film, uh, Faith Smith, she's 11. She was 10 and a half when when we filmed. Actually, I think she's almost 12 now. And she's still doing well. When I went to the trisomy 18 conference, I met a young woman who was 21 years old who has trisomy 18, full trisomy 18. So people can live with trisomy 18. It isn't a fatal fetal anomaly, but that's what doctors believe, and that's what they tell their, their patients, and then they, they strongly recommend abortion. So we want to get it out there that there are treatments for trisomy 18, and when the babies have these treatments, they live. They don't die. Yeah. I and mean, sometimes they die, and they and they don't always live a long time. But they do live, and they're the happiest children in the world when they are given this treatment and given, you know, the support they need to be alive.
3: Let me let me do this, Cindy, because I know we only have you for a few minutes today. If you want to join us, share your story, your experience, uh, just join the conversation. I'm going to open the phone for you. You'll have to call now because I only have Cindy for a few minutes today. The number is triple eight nine one four. 9149 888 914 And uh, we'd love to have you join the conversation. Uh, we put up this information, by the way, on our social media pages. If you go to Add True Show, you'll see the link uh, for this uh, program that Cindy has put together called uh, Shout My Story, Reports Incompatible with Life. It's also up on, on Facebook. And uh, Cindy, let's take a few phone calls while we have a couple minutes. Uh, Margaret is listening in Chicago. Margaret, good afternoon. You're on the air with Cindy Morales. Good
9: afternoon. Thanks for your show, Drew, and thanks uh, for having me on. And thank you, Cindy. Um, I just want to share with you, our goddaughter has Downs, and she is a gift in our life. And her parents are really good friends. They never even had an amnio because they knew they'd never abort any baby. And the doctors were completely shocked and couldn't believe it that they just found that out you know, when she had the baby. And I just say, you know, when people ask them, they say, they always tell them, all you want is your kids to be happy, and she's our happiest child. So I just, you know, they're such a gift and just a blessing in our lives.
3: Well, thank you, Mark. I could not agree more. You know, uh, Cindy, and I'll let you respond to her. When Kathy and I uh, had our first baby, uh, our child, um, you know, they were concerned might have Down syndrome based on, on a test. They wanted to do an am, an, am, an amniocentesis to check. And we figured why, you know, um, we don't want to take any, we don't compromise the birth of this child. And if it's being, if it would be born with Down, so what? It would be born with Down syndrome. And I, and I had a, a nun that taught me grade school. She was really old at the time. And, you know, I called her for prayers and she says, Drew, if God gives you a child like that, that child will love you more than any of your children. And I know, as Margaret was pointing out, it's been a... It's been a tremendous blessing. I think you found that in in your film as well. I mean, you hear these parents say they wouldn't trade that child for anything, would they?
1: No, they're very happy. It is different. We do have someone in the film say, you know, when you get this diagnosis, it's okay to be mad. It's okay to be sad. You're grieving the loss of the child that you thought you were going to have, but then you have this child, and this child is amazing and wonderful and cute and happy and joyful. And that's, and they can't imagine that anyone wouldn't want to be that child's parent.
3: Yeah. Well, let's move on. to another call here. We'll go to uh, Betty listening in Bakersfield, California. Betty, good afternoon.
5: Hi, good afternoon. I wanted to comment on it. Um, the same thing happened to me. I was five months pregnant and the doctors wanted me to have an abortion because they told me that my son was going to have hydronephrosis. And he was going to have Down syndrome and that he wasn't going to survive. He was only going to live like the within the he was going to die within the first um, week of birth. And I didn't even think about twice. I didn't even let my husband reply. I'm like, no, my my faith in God was so is so big that I just I just said, no, I'm going to have this baby. And whatever I have, it's going to be God's will and it was my son was born he did had hydronephrosis but i mean they did surgery and he's fine he's 17 years old now getting ready to go off to college and he's just amazing
3: well praise god betty thank you for calling and for sharing that you're going to probably give a lot of other parents hope who may have a similar diagnosis uh,
1: can i just say betty and anyone else who's listening who has a story to share if you want to share it with us either in, you know, in print to begin with, and then we're looking for people to film this year, um, you can go to info at shoutmystory.org and um, get in touch with me that way. Okay. Info at
3: org. All right, Betty, okay. thank you. I would love yeah, r- to. Write it down. That's a, it's, it's a great... Okay,
5: thank you so much.
3: Great story. and, and, Thanks, and Betty. And, Cindy, I mean, to that point, I, I was struck by that because doctors say, hey, you need to abort the child because of, you know, A, B, or C, and quite often, that diagnosis can be wrong, or as in her case, it was medically corrected. Today, they've got a beautiful, vibrant, healthy 17-year-old son.
5: Right.
1: The doctors are always very pessimistic about, about diagnoses, and I don't understand why. Um, some of it might be um, insurance-related, like if they don't pressure mm-hmm. you to abort, you can sue them for wrongful birth. And when I started this... Particular project that was going to be the angle I took, but it isn't. And it didn't end up where I was going with it. I didn't go there. But that's the doctors right. are afraid they'll get sued if they don't right. tell you to kill your child.
3: That's crazy. Well, I'll tell you what, Cindy, hang out with me for a second. I'm going to take a short pause. When we come back, we'll grab a few more calls. If you want to join us, here's the number: it's triple eight nine one four. 9149 I'm joined by Cindy Morales I I stumbled across well actually she sent me a link and then I took time out of my day I thought I don't have time for this but I ended up watching this shout my story special reports incompatible with life and I'll tell you what I said I've got to make sure you see it and you hear about it and and give it some air Uh, it's really beautifully done and uh, when we come back we'll talk a little bit more we'll hear more of your stories talking about so many of those children who doctors believe are incompatible with life and uh, the journey that parents went through. Every life is a gift from God. Every life is a blessing. And I'll tell you what, that soundbite I heard a little bit earlier saying that, you know, doesn't the world, doesn't that child perhaps maybe bring just a little bit more love into the world? That's what this is all about. Stay with us. Our conversation continues right after this. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the relevant radio studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com
2: Forrester. As a young man, I was introduced to a, a young lady and we developed a relationship. One day she told me that uh, she was pregnant. and So she told me that she wanted an abortion, but she insisted that I pay for it. It left absolutely a mark on my heart, a hole in my heart. It uh, caused grief, uh, aggravation, uh, bouts of depression that definitely uh, affected me uh, emotionally, uh, spiritually, even physically. In 2007 I had been married for a couple of years. We wanted children. We got married a little bit later in life. Cindy and I couldn't conceive. On the 18th of September I got a phone call from a former colleague, Sheila called me up and said, Did you and Cindy still interested in an adoption? My husband just delivered a baby just two days ago, and the mother uh, wants to give it up for adoption. He is our little miracle baby that landed from heaven. Today, little Joseph Dominic is the motivation for making this film because I realized that little Joseph, he could have been one of the 55 million aborted babies since Roe v. Wade. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Yeah, I just
3: love that story, and it inspires me. I remember every detail of that. I mean, John had called me right after he got the word. Uh, you know what, I, to anyone who's listening right now, I have somebody in my life, somebody I know and, and care very deeply about who uh, would love to, to adopt a child. And if you're in a crisis pregnancy and you're like you're thinking about abortion, believe me, um, call me, you know, write to me, email me, let me know. I have a beautiful family that will raise that child and love it and give it a great home. I just love the way God answered John's prayers, you know. Uh, John's got a wonderful story. And by the way, you can see that whole story. It's going to air... Uh, This weekend, it's called 40. That's the document, the the 40 film is the documentary John did and shares that story. And there's some other great things that will air on EWTN tonight. Jake, you said you were just checking Twitter out. You got to share what's going on. I love that tweet. You just
0: shared Mm -hmm. Someone contacted us just a little bit ago and shared just a powerful story on this topic. His name's Juan. And he said, hey, you know, about 25 years ago, the doctor told my wife and I that our unborn child had a chance of Down syndrome. And he goes on to say, we never considered aborting, even though he really did push it. And now our son today is a professional baseball player. So that is really cool. And of course, no matter who the child turns out to be, it's just, it's a beautiful yes to the gift of life.
3: That's so awesome. What, what a great story. A professional baseball player. Man, that's great. Um, I'm joined today by Cindy Morales. She is actually married to John, the man you just heard, and who produced that film. And, and, and Cindy, what a beautiful story. I, before we go back to the phones, I want to take calls. People are patiently waiting. I definitely want to get them on the air. But share a little bit of that story. I mean, as a mother, I know what John went through because he called me and told me, and I know how big his heart is and how much he loves. Uh, but to find out you were given a child out of the blue like that, you talk about divine Providence. And how much you both yeah. love little Joseph and what great parents you well, are. Share a little Joseph bit of that story. Is,
1: oh, well, I always tell people I had an 18 hour pregnancy, no stretch marks, because um, we got a call on Tuesday and Wednesday we took Joseph home. And we had no, like up until Tuesday at 4 o'clock, we didn't even know he, he existed. He was born on a Sunday. We found out about him on a Tuesday. We took him home on a Wednesday. So it was a total miracle, and he looks a lot like John, except that he's he bigger does. than John. John is wearing <laughs> Joseph's hand-me-downs now. That's
3: funny. So. <laughs> that's so true, though. He does look like John. I'm thinking, my gosh, he looks like his his you know genetic child. It's it's wild, but you know it it shows how God can work. You know, and life has such value, and there are so many people out there who would love to have a child today. You know that that option of adoption is always out there for any parent who finds themselves in a crisis pregnancy. Uh, your film 40 is going to run tonight. Is it tonight or over the weekend?
1: It is. It's tonight, tonight at 7 p.m. Central on EWTN. All
3: right. Well, let's go back we'll grab a few calls. Uh, Cindy is, if you're just joining me, she is, uh, she's got a beautiful ministry right now. And, and uh, well, rather than me explain it, why don't you explain briefly about shout my stories? And of course we're talking about incompatible for life tonight that, Uh, I saw I was deeply moved by, but but give us a little background, too, and then we'll grab a couple calls.
1: Well, Shout My Story is a project that we started in 2017 to share short stories straight to the Internet of women who choose life in difficult circumstances. And so there's a bunch of them on YouTube. You can just type in Shout My Story, and they'll all come up, um, or go to our website, shoutmystory.org. But in the course of that, we met women who were um, told to abort by their doctors, and we were so, so like, appalled and shocked by that that it, that it was so common. We didn't know that it was so common that we thought, well, we've got to do this one. And everyone who, who was involved in the project, all the families, they want people to know that their lives are beautiful and joyous, and they also yeah. want doctors to know that they shouldn't, um, you know, be sad and like, oh, this is horrible, and we can, but we can terminate. Um, because that's not the message women need to hear when they're faced with this um, diagnosis.
3: Yeah. Well, let's go. to grab a few phone calls. Keep up your good work, too, Cindy. I'm, I'm proud of, the, I know, I was on the board for a little bit of the effort behind uh, what you're now doing. I know how all the people that volunteer to really, uh, they do this for a much bigger picture, for the cause of life, and you're making a, a huge impact. Let's go to Arizona. Rob's waiting patiently. Rob, thanks for hanging out. It's good to be with you today.
10: Hey, how are you doing, Drew? Thanks for taking my call. We got it. Um, During my wife's second pregnancy, um, she had cytomegalovirus during the uh, 5-week to 12-week time frame. Actually lost about 10 pounds instead of gaining. um, And that's the worst time for fetal development. So the doctors told us, well... Uh, you probably need to terminate this uh, this pregnancy because your child is probably going to be deaf, blind, hemophiliac, oh, wow. and retarded. And uh, wow. so they called us in twice during the, the uh, pregnancy um, and and said, you need to terminate. Uh, we were overseas at a military hospital. You need to terminate. Finally, at the 20-week point, they called her, just her in and said, we want to talk to you without your husband. Wow. Wow. Um, This is the last chance you have to terminate your child um, or your your baby, uh, or you're going to have to go out on the economy, the Japanese economy, uh, to terminate. And my wife basically said, no, abortion is not in our vocabulary. Um, And we had a fabulous prayer net um, uh, set up, and that was probably she was the most prayed-for baby ever. Uh, well, needless to say, uh, we had her. Um, let's see. She skipped second grade. She graduated from Avi Maria. She's <laughs> wow. perfect, perfect vision. Great. And yeah, she seems like a, a, an angel. That's awesome. And uh, has five kids of her own now.
3: Uh, that is fantastic. Oh, awesome. Well, Cindy, so, that's another story for your Shop My Stories
1: that's right any anyone who wants to tell their story you can get in touch with me at info at org, and we can do print stories for the website and then we are also looking to film 8 to 12 short films this year so we do need people
3: that's great hey rob i gotta tell you that's an amazing story because even the most devout uh, believer in life when faced with a child who would not only be blind but mentally challenged retarded and having all these other anomalies um I I want to commend you personally because I know you were a pillar probably for your wife there. And I'm assuming if you were in Japan and in the military, you're a Marine? Are you stationed in Okinawa? Where were you? Uh, Air Force. Air Force. All right. Bravo. in Okinawa. All right. Well, thanks for your service, too. Thanks for your witness, brother. What a great story. I appreciate calling. All right. Our next uh, next call comes in from uh, who's up next, Jake? Who's on deck? Is it uh, Michael, listening to us in Texas? Michael, thank you for calling. Good afternoon. Hi. Thirty-four
0: years ago, my wife and I, uh, our first pregnancy, um, they did an amniocentesis, and they determined that our son—I'm <coughs> sorry, my son—had trisomy
3: 13. And we
0: decided that you know, if, he six months,
3: wow.
0: if he lived six
3: months, he
0: lived six months. If he lives six months. If he lived six days. He lived six days it yep, was amen. our son. Amen. Long story short, the test was wrong. Wow, oh, praise God. He was perfectly healthy. Aww. He was perfectly healthy. Aww. And uh, today he's thirty four years old. He's a Marine. He's a I'm not a Marine, he's a major in the United wow. States Army, and he's wow. got three daughters of his own. <laughs> that's great
1: i do want to point something out this both these stories illustrate this when you abort a child you don't just abort a child you abort generations and when you say yes to life you don't say yes to one life you say yes to how many lives how many lives five kids yes five kids or three kids i'm getting mixed up with our stories but one at five one at three
9: Three. and
1: yeah three and i think the last guy had five and so you're you said yes (laughs) To, you know, over, like, I'm on ancestry.com. Over the next hundred years, a dozen, two dozen, three dozen lives will be born because of your decision to say yes. Oh, man.
0: Oh. Yeah. Hey. You know, and, and it's, you know, ironically, we found out a few years later that it was uh-huh. his mother who had the genetic disease and not our, um, uh-huh. my wife just recently passed from Huntington's disease. Yeah. But, but, you know, it's, it's. It was such an. It was such a blessing, to to have our son, yeah. in our lives. I mean, from the from the moment he was born, wow. I mean, the doctor gave me the chance to to cut the umbilical cord.
3: Wow, praise and God! And
0: it was just. It was an amazing. It was, I mean, his life has yeah. just been amazing. He's been, um, like yeah. a, a natural born
3: leader. yeah well, Michael, thank you, thank and, you for calling. That's great. That's such a, God bless you for your witness, think, too. Yeah, no, and Cindy, I want to follow up on, on Michael's comment there, because it's, it's so true, because Trisomy 18, I mean, the Santorums, remember Senator Rick Santorum? They have a child like that, too, and he was such a great witness for life. He said yes to life, too, and had that child, and love and it. And Bella beautiful. is
1: now 12, I think. So she's. Uh-huh. And it is unusual, especially for these kids that are like 12 now, and the one I know that I met at the soft conference, 21, yep. they're, they're miracles. But they have de- they have developed some great treatments for trisomy 18 kids so that if they're given those treatments, they're able to survive a lot longer than they were, I mean, uh, you know, even a few years ago. So that's that. And to get to learn more about that, can I just tell the people who might be facing this diagnosis, you can contact an organization called SOC, Support Organization for Trisomy. And I think their their website is trisomy.org. They can give you resources and help you find the way. You can find support groups on Facebook to um, to help you through this diagnosis. Because one of the main themes that every family said is find people who are there so that they can help you. Don't just listen to the negative doctors. Who don't really know the whole story. Find families that have gone through what you're going to go through so that you can get through it, and it makes it a lot easier.
3: Yeah, it's amazing. I was struck by Michael, uh, his comment, his, Michael was listening in Texas, that um, the diagnosis was wrong. I mean, it was wrong. And, 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 and
1: that, that uh, does happen.
3: So, you know, I, it, I always go back to trust in God. If God gives you the life, there's a reason. He'll give you everything you need to, to raise that child, and uh, that child is a mission. Mary in Texas, thank you for calling. Good afternoon. Hi, Mary. Hi you're there. on the air. Hi. Uh,
7: thank you.
4: Um, i don 't have a a happy story necessarily i have a a great concern of mine sure. that because of listening to this, I listen to you all the time i 'm a big pro life person i 've done the forty days for life for years blah 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 i was a um, anyway one one of my sons um, had called me it was this is years ago okay when they were having children, and he tells me that the Doctor's diagnosis with this trisomy trisomy 18. I honestly did not know anything about it. Both my son and his wife are in the medical, you know, um, biotech um, backgrounds, so I just pretty much trusted him, and he basically said that they had to do it have to do a DNC. Right. So my question is: Is that the cover word for abortion? I don't I don't know if that's all the same thing. Hmm. And now I'm concerned that they have basically Killed my grandchild, not knowingly, me either, and I, now I'm stuck with this, wondering what to do now.
1: I think that's a terrible situation to be in, and um, I, 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 my heart goes out to you and your your children and the decision they made because DNC is a fancy word for abortion. Yeah. That that's basically they were told what doctors tell people all the time. This is basically a non-viable pregnancy. They truly believe that, and years ago. Trisomy, not even that long ago. Trisomy eighteen, um, babies did not live long outside the womb. Many did die inside the womb. Um, the treatments that have been developed are pretty recent treatments in the last say few years, maybe seven or eight years, if that. So okay, well, this you, know, has been you can't build anybody last up for years. that. Uh huh. But well, a lot this of doctors has been within the last five years. years. Right, but a lot of doctors don't know about the treatments, that that's part of the reason we wanted okay. to do the film and get it out to doctors. Because they what they see, and one of the doctors says this in the film, when you see the textbooks of children with trisomy 18, they look horrible. That's a direct quote from the film. And they don't see children like Faith who are happy and smiling and laughing. And he's holding her while he's talking. And she's laughing and he's laughing thing and it's very touching but he's a doctor who works with these kids and he does surgery on them so that they survive and so he's one of the doctors that have come up with these treatments to help kids with trisomy 18 survive because of, before these treatments something like 90 percent would die before the age of one of the ones who weren't and that's aborted. what he
4: told me so they, they basically said it was you know not going to live that's what they told me
1: and that's what they were told and that's what they believe but it is no longer true
4: yeah so now i've got to deal with
1: how i handle this with you know i, I, I think you should to, be very forgiving true. and loving because they were given bad information and the doctors that talk to them are given bad information the bad information goes all the way back to medical
10: school
3: yeah yeah and mary so, you can't, you know, can't beat, beat yourself be loving up and forgiving yeah that's right. I mean,
1: don't beat you, yourself up or beat them up
3: yeah, no, it's, or
1: even the doctors that gave them that information—they you know, are. I mean, the fact that they have this mentality that we should abort children that are sick—that's a bad mentality. We'd like yeah, to is. change it, but this is very prevalent, and they wouldn't have known different.
3: And I'm sorry for your loss, Mary. I, I know now that um, you know you can relate in a special way to a lot of other people. So. Hang in there, okay, and, and and put your trust in the in the great mercy of God. And uh, Cindy, I think your advice was great. You know, uh, approach that not with you know sadness, but but rather with with love and forgiveness. Um, I, let me take a quick break here. When I come back, Ed and Danville, everyone else on hold. I'm going to do my very best to get you on. It's going to uh, we're talking with Cindy Morales today and uh, taking a look at. Well, the issue of life uh, and the incompatibility of life. There, Cindy has produced a, a documentary. or not a documentary. She did a series of these uh, programs called Shop My Story Special Reports, Incompatible with Life. You'll find a link for it on our social media page, at Drew Mariani Show. And it's also on their webpage as well, org. Well, it's not up yet, but Cindy, you'll be getting that up. So let me take a short pause. I'll be back with more. Right after this, this Drew Mariani. Hi Drew. Hi,
4: Drew. Thank you. Thank you for your show.
3: This is the Drew Mariani show.
4: Marvelous show on the radio right now.
3: Unrelevant Radio. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio Line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com/forester. It's truth, hope, and a look at life you won't get anywhere else. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Well, thanks for joining me. It is always a delight to talk with you and to engage in conversation that you don't always hear. I'm joined today by uh, Cindy Morales, and I wanted you to check out uh, her organization, okay, ShotMyStory.org. She is the executive director of Pro-Life Champions, and it's an organization that was founded by one of my colleagues on the Spanish side of our network, John Morales. He's got a film tonight that's coming out, the 40 film, well worth seeing if you are a A lover of life, you'll love it. But they just completed a short documentary film called Shout My Story Special Reports, incompatible with life. I got a chance to glimpse it. And I'll tell you what, I was moved by it, and I thought, this is important. We need to have this conversation. So I invited Cindy to join us today. And, Cindy, thanks for your for your good work. I, I do appreciate it. I'm sure you're getting a lot of people saying, hey, I'd love to have you share my story. And, of course, I know they can write you to do that. But let's go back to the phones. We'll grab another call or two as time in this final segment seems to go quickly. Ed in Danville, California, good afternoon.
8: Yes, good afternoon, Drew and Sydney. Thank you for taking my call. and. Uh, I'd like to mention something about uh, our Down syndrome granddaughter. Uh, her name is Taylor, and uh, when God gave us these Down syndrome children, I—it's—it's it's inconceivable the type of heart that He had given them, and I'm just amazed at how these children are and the love that they have and uh obviously we we take care of our granddaughter quite a bit and uh she's the sweetest thing I, i'm going to give you an example of of how her heart is one day my wife and i got in a little argument and um uh, i'm walking by her room and she's crying and i walked in there and i said taylor what what's the matter what's the matter i was really concerned about her yep. you know what she said to me oh, what? she says gampa she's got a little speech impediment she says <laughs> gampa she says, "We're my wife. We're all hugging each other before it's all over." With I'm, I mean I'm, I'm moved, <laughs> and uh, it was just a just an incredible experience to have a, a child like this say that say that, and you know we're a family. We're not supposed yeah. to argue. I, I love mean, it. But, but what a beautiful. Statement. I think
1: I think that um, that's something that. I wish we could put like on billboards or like in medical textbooks because doctors, especially, they tend to look at people as diagnoses instead of human beings that have emotions and feelings and thoughts and love, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, you get mad. I mean, you do the full range of emotions and the kids, children and adults with Down syndrome and trisomy 18 too have value. And that's, and that is a story that kind of illustrates that beautifully.
3: Yeah, from the mouth of babes comes truth, Ed. That's for sure, right? She spoke truth. truth. And I love what you said, too, just about how much they love, you know? They're designed in a special way to yeah. offer that love. So, Hey, Ed, thank you. Exactly. I'm going to move along just because time is short for me. I always, uh, I'm always, i glad you called in. Thank you for sharing with us. Caleb in uh, Farmington, New Mexico. Good afternoon. You're all always-
6: Okay. Well, my grandson was born about seven years ago, and he was born and has had difficulty. Um, uh, his oxygen level was really low. My, my son said, I think described him as a, a, a kind of a green purple color. And we knew, uh, we knew, uh, one of the respiratory therapists, uh, family friends said your grandson doesn't look good. And, uh, this was, we found this out later. And, uh, so the doctors were telling my, my, my son and daughter-in-law that you need to make a decision. And, uh, They were getting ready to fly him to a a larger hospital with a better uh, neonatal intensive care. And so they were basically telling my son and granddaughter, my son and daughter-in-law, you need to decide. What do we need to decide? You need to decide are you going to say goodbye to your son now or goodbye to him later? Because they said he's going to die. on the. They were saying he's going to die on the flight. He's not going to make it. And uh he went to the neonatal intensive care and then they they uh, they got him back to health he he recovered his color looks good and that was a uh, I believe he's in second grade his name is Gideon bless his heart he's so wow. special yeah. but we we had we had started a prayer chain and and I quoted um Judges 6:23 to where um the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and and Gideon was shocked. I've seen I've seen the angel of the Lord and he said you will not die do not fear so that was kind of a Bible verse that we had quoted and, and prayed and, and the prayer changes just, just grew and, and like I said, he, he recovered and he's a healthy just just a oh, wonderful great. grandson. We're, we, he's a miracle baby. So the doctors are wrong sometimes and yeah, God I'm knows God knows who his, his are. Yeah.
3: Well, that's a perfect Bible that. quote. That's a perfect Bible quote to pray. I love it. I couldn't think of a better one for your grandson. Hey, Caleb, thanks. Uh, let's move along. We'll take another call. Anna, listening to us in Upland, California. Good afternoon.
7: Good afternoon. I just wanted to share my story. Uh, when I was 42 years old, I had um, 10 fibroids in my uterus. I saw several doctors. I wanted different opinions because each one of them wanted to remove my uterus. And Um, I definitely didn't want that since I didn't have cancer and they just figured that since I already had a child 20 years ago I didn't need to have another one and that's the way I was told I refused and I kept looking for another doctor finally I run into this wonderful Catholic doctor and he says no problem I'll remove him there is a possibility there is cancer Uh, we'll let you know and then, then we'll have to do what we have to do and we agree my husband and I agree well, turns out that he removes them all. He says for me to stay uh, <clears throat> uh, for one year just to stay um, without getting pregnant. And so we agree. And, and by the time that I was 40, 45 years old, um, I got pregnant and wow. I had my child. Before that, they wanted to make sure that I had an apnea because mm-hmm. since I was 45, I was sure. high risk and the baby was definitely not going to be well. And no, no. We said, no, if the baby comes without definitely a head, no. we'll take him. That's Amen. our baby. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> you know. And we just stand our ground. And now my son is 13. He speaks languages. He plays piano since he was five. He's beautiful. And he's very Catholic. Wow. So God well, praise God. God. Every For, woman
3: 45 years of, of age. Baby. That you know, yes, that's amen. that's great. God gave it to yes, you, you know. No, God, sorry, sorry. Say that again. How old are you now? Yes. I missed that. Uh, Can uh, you say I'm that again? I'm fifty-eight Anna? now. Fifty-nine.
7: Yes.
3: Almost I, have, 59. I have a thirteen-year-old. Wow.
1: I have a thirteen-year-old too. That's my son Joseph. Is thirteen.
3: Wow. That's something else. Well, oh congratulations.
5: God, thirteen
3: too. You guys are sisters. Thank that's you. great. Thank you. Yeah. So, it wasn't like, Cindy? I won't ask your age on the air, and I probably shouldn't have asked Anna for that either. But you could do the math. But, um, you know, having a child like this a little bit later in life, you know, I I think it's a great blessing, not a, uh, you know some people think, oh, I'd never be able to have a kid like this. I work with a man at the network here who is 55, I think, 56 now, 55. Uh, he adopted two children in his 50s. You know, I have a, a friend of mine who's a year older than me. He had a child in his 50s. He was like 55 or something when he had it, 54, 53. Um, same thing with a lot of other people. Um, you know, having a child late in life, I, I know there's sometimes complications that people do get pregnant, and sometimes they're concerned about the challenges that come with that. But, it could be a real blessing and you know john oh my gosh you and your husband now with with joseph he's 13 it's gotta be something right and
1: we're a little we're a little long in the tooth as well fortunately joseph is very phlegmatic in temperament so we're not at least running after some kid that's like going at 95 miles an hour that's great
3: (laughs) that's awesome all right let's take another call we only have a few minutes left here and i want to try to respect everybody's time corinne is listening in albany minnesota hi uh corinne good afternoon
9: Good afternoon, Drew. I just wanted to report that my grandson and his wife, the week before Christmas, they were able to adopt three little boys. Whoa. Oh, wow. Ages 22 months, oh. four years, and five years. Wow. They are the cutest little boys.
3: That's great. And
9: they fell in love with him when they wanted to be a foster grandparent. Oh. But they had them only a week or two, and the Adoption Bureau comes and asks them if they would like to adopt them, And they did. That's awesome.
3: That's an instant family. It makes you an instant great-grandmother, too. That's yep. fantastic, Corrine. Yeah. Hey, thank it's, you.
9: It's hard. So great. And I could imagine. those children are, have a good
3: home now. Yeah, that's for sure. Thank you. Thank you, Corrine. Thank you for sharing with us. Cindy. I have a few moments. I guess we could grab another call or two. Let me sneak one more in here, and then we'll get some final thoughts, too. Mary's listening in the Midwest. Hi, Mary. Hi, how are you? Well, thank you. Go right ahead.
9: Good. Well, you were talking about ages of kids and moms yeah. and stuff. and I was um, pregnant when I was 45, also. I'm now
3: 65, and she's 21. That's great. You guys are super close, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I would imagine mm-hmm. my mother. My mother had the. F- I've, I'm one of five, so she had uh, actually one of six, so she had a miscarriage. But the five that came to term, you know, my my sisters, and then May. There were five, four four of us. She my they had a surprise in life. My mother was, um, uh, I think, you know, my father was 40 f- some years of age when when uh, they got pregnant with the last one. He was 45, I think, or 44 with my, with my youngest brother. And it was a shock, but you know what? My father and my, my brother, they were thick as thieves. I mean, they, there was a bond between the two of them. And I think if God gives you a child late in life, and it's a surprise, or he gives you a, a child early in life, you know, unexpectedly... You will never regret that life, because God's plan is divine, and that is a blessing from Him. So embrace it. Cindy, I'm going to give you the final thoughts. We only have about a minute left for you, and thank you again for your great work. Well, thank you
1: so much for having me, Andrew. This has been great listening to everybody's stories. Again, if you would like to share your story with our project, you can um, get in touch with me at info at shoutmystory.org. And um, also, you can go to our YouTube channel, Shout My Story, to see our little short videos, as well as this mini documentary, which is a half an hour long. And the 40 film is on tonight at uh, 7 o'clock Central on EWTN, and that's our first project. It's a great film about abortion as a human rights issue, and um, that, that's, that's it. Thanks so much for having me on.
3: Right, hey, my love to your husband, all right? Tell John I said hello, and tell him we'll catch up soon, Okay.
1: Excellent.
3: Alrighty, All right. All right. Thanks, Cindy. Good good talk to you. That's Cindy Morales. Uh, hey, look, I am out of time. I have about a minute uh, left here. I, I do want to thank you for allowing me to be part of your afternoon. And thanks for joining the conversation. It's always good just to hang out and have that opportunity to talk with you and hear about your life experiences and, and to be together. Let's today, in a special way, pray for the cause of life. All right. Let's pray for our leaders, those charged. Uh, with the great responsibility of governing that they may also recognize the dignity of the human person at all stages let's pray for those in the medical fields as well next week i'm going to come back and we've got a great lineup of program for you on monday some really fun stuff to get into also relevant radio is going to have its pledge drive kicking off i know it seems like we just had one i get it do me a favor if you could put aside a few pennies so that when i ask you can say drew i'm with you we appreciate what you do Uh, I'd really appreciate that if you could do that. Well, we'll talk on Monday. Until then, remember, God loves you, and so do I. The Cale Clark Show is straight ahead. (laughs)